Welcome to Get You Fit Radio with your host, Irene Cook. The radio show that keeps you fit, has you leading a healthy lifestyle, and teaches you everything you need to know to stay healthy and keep in smiling. So I don't know if anybody's noticed that my little theme music uh, is entitled... No excuses. And I don't know if anybody's listened to my previous podcast on no excuses, but I've gotten a great, great response and good feedback on those excuses that people give. So thank you for everybody that has reached out and and told me how much that they enjoyed listening to my excuse uh, radio show. And and springing off of that, uh, today we're going to talk about something that leads into these excuses that we make. And that is losing weight and keeping it off. So what do you what do you guys think? What is harder? Losing weight or keeping it off? It's no secret that obesity has become a global epidemic with the United States in the leading of the pack. This has created a multi-billion dollar weight loss industry that includes books and videos and supplements and commercial weight loss programs. While weight loss is certainly an important topic, I'm going to say something that is going to surprise you. Are you ready? We already know how to lose weight. We do. The issue is that people including scientists and doctors and nutritionists, think that we need more maintenance after the weight loss. And so that is what our topic is going to be today. Everybody has at some point lost weight. And and we all at this point know what it takes to lose the weight. And those of you that are listening are probably nodding their heads saying yes, Yes, I do. I do know what it takes to lose weight. And yes, I have lost weight. And and no, I have not kept it off. Or, or yes, maybe you have kept it off. And that's great if you have kept it off. But, but the problem is we are missing a really important ingredient in weight loss. So how many people do you know that have lost weight over their lifetime and have actually kept it off? And when I say kept it off, I mean kept it all off. So my next question to you is this. What do you think the percentage is of somebody that successfully loses weight and keeps it off? Because I actually have the true statistical percentage of somebody that loses weight that is able to successfully keep it off long term. All right, so before I blow you away with this very sad, sad, sad percentage, I have to preface it by saying this. There's been a lot of research done on this topic. And in order for this to make sense to you, you have to understand that the only true way to keep weight off is if you lose it in a sustainable, manageable way. 
And and the statistic that I'm about to share with you is is a lot of it is because people lose weight incorrectly and they go about it in methods and 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 ways that is not realistic and not sustainable. So giving you the answer. You ready? Drum roll, please. 95% of people gain back their weight. Isn't that just awful? But it's true. And if you think about it, if you think about it and you think about all the people, including yourself, 95% of people will lose weight and gain it back leaving only 5% with the success rate of having that weight stay off. So in today's show, I'm going to share with you some reasons that people tend to regain weight after they lose it. And I'm also going to share some tactics with you to help you prevent this from happening. So if you're just joining us, you're listening to Huntley Community Radio, and I am going to talk about Uh, what you can do to keep the weight off uh, once you lose it. So why is it so hard to keep the weight off? The reason is both simple and complex. Gaining a significant amount of weight, uh, we don't know how much, is, is just puffing up our fat cells. It changes our biology. Our bodies act as if higher weight is our normal weight. And in our bodies start defending these fat cells like a mother embracing its newborn children. And that is just what happens. Our bodies don't want to let go of this this fat once we have it. And once we have it, uh, our bodies just want to sustain it. So, so what I'm going to talk about today is, is letting go of this fat. And the first thing we have to do is let go of it and manage our metabolism and get our metabolism to finally click and work in ways that uh, will create a faster metabolism so that it will enhance the way that we burn calories uh, as, as we age. So let's talk about our, our kids. When we are young, we have faster metabolisms. Our hearts beat at a faster rate. But one thing that does happen when we are youth, youthful, is we run around a lot. We don't stop moving. So as we get older, we, we start to move around less and less. And as a trainer... Uh, and a nutritionalist and a life coach, I am often approached, and I hear this all the time, that your metabolism slows down as you get older, and your metabolism slows down because of the hormones and menopause, and yes, those things are all true, but I need you to stop for one second, and I want you to think about how much your children move around or your grandchildren move around in comparison to how much you move around. Think about that. They don't stop moving. So clearly, they are burning a lot more calories than you. This has nothing to do with your hormones and your menopause. This has nothing to do with your age. They are simply moving around more than you. So when they get home from school, they're bouncing off the walls. They want to go play. They want to go to the park. They want to go outside. They want to skip, right? When we get home from work, we plop on the couch. We don't want to move. So comparing the calories that our children burn to the the calories we burn, there really is no comparison. 
So one thing that we have to be very aware of is as we get older, our metabolisms do slow down, but our activity rate also slows down. So we can't fall into that trap of assuming that it is our metabolism. Uh, It is also our lifestyle. So you need to be aware of that. So with that being said, with that being said, one thing that we need to work on once you get that weight off is keep that metabolism going. So what exactly is a metabolism? Metabolism is the rate that your body burns calories. Now, the word metabolism is splattered everywhere. You see it everywhere. You hear it everywhere. In in this industry, it is on every weight loss commercial. It is in every magazine. Everybody wants a faster metabolism. But if you were to ask somebody to give you the true definition of metabolism, it's really hard to articulate. It's like this imaginary silent figure of something magical that happens to your body that helps you lose weight. There is, it's really hard to, to cast a definition of what, what the metabolism is. But basically, in a nutshell, what it is, is it is the ability that your body has to burn calories. And one of those things is the amount of movement that you have in your day. So when you say that your metabolism slows down, it is because you have slowed down. So you cannot blame age. You cannot blame hormones. You have to look at your activity level because there is no person on this earth that uh, can argue with the fact that they have most likely slowed down, thus causing weight loss to occur. Okay, so remember that when we're talking about metabolism. Okay, so by some estimates... 80% of people who have successfully lost weight, 10% of them uh, have actually uh, lost muscle. So when we lose muscle, our metabolism slow down. The less muscle you have on your body, the less calories you burn per hour. So when you go on a diet and you start losing weight, you are losing fat, correct? but you are also losing muscle. If you are planning on losing weight and you are currently on a diet, but you are not working out, you're setting yourself up for failure. So take notes. This is another way you can avoid gaining that weight back. As you are dieting, you should include weight lifting along with your regimen. The more weight you lift, the more muscle mass you will build. Therefore, the more calories you will burn per hour. It's a really hard concept to understand. So I'm going to break this down and I'm going to create an analogy for you. Okay. So I am going to get up today and I'm going to be mom. All right. Mom is going to get up. I'm going to make oatmeal for my kids. I'm going to pack lunches and I'm going to brush my teeth and clean the house. Okay. I weigh, let's just say, hypothetically 150 pounds. I'm going to do all these things, and at my metabolic rate, I'm going to only burn 110 calories per hour doing those activities. Let's take the same scenario. I'm a very muscular 150-pound person who just got done lifting weights. All of the muscle mass that I have is creating a higher metabolic rate 
thus causing me to burn more calories while doing those same activities. So instead of doing those same activities and only burning 150 calories during that hour, I'm burning 250 calories during that hour for doing those same things, making that same bowl of oatmeal, making those same lunches, cleaning the same house. So let's multiply that out now for 24 hours in the day, seven days in a week. Multiply that out over a year's time, and I am now burning more calories just being me. Does that make sense to you? So people that go to the gym and hop on the elliptical and are so consumed by the calories they burn during cardiovascular exercise because the treadmill says they burned all of these calories, but yet think that they're not doing themselves any good by lifting weights, that's very incorrect because science and research backs up the fact that the more muscle you have, the more calories you will burn per hour. And the older we get the more muscle we lose. Therefore, it is that much more important that we lift weights in order to increase our metabolic rates. So those of you just joining in, you are listening to Huntley Community Radio, WHRULP, and I am talking about the risks of gaining back weight once you have lost it and and what things you can do to avoid that as you are losing weight. So we've talked about movement, We've talked about including some strength training in with your regimen. And now here's the big one. Most people lose weight unrealistically. It's that cutting in line, quick fix, unrealistic weight loss measures. Our media is flooded with them. I go crazy. I can't even stand watching at some of these infomercials because you're so sucked in and you're so convinced that you can lose 10 pounds in 10 days by sprinkling these magic sparkly sprinkles on your food. And it's a miracle. You can eat pizza and and look like the fashion model that's on the television. Okay, let's think about this. That is not going to happen. All right. You might buy into it at the moment because you are watching this infomercial and it is very convincing. And yes, you might lose 10 pounds in 10 days. But like I just said, you're losing muscle, which is going to cause a slower metabolism. You are not losing fat and it's not realistic. So back to reality. Can you really sustain life on a diet that is something that you are not going to enjoy for the rest of your life? Now, you're talking to somebody, well, actually, you're not talking to somebody, you're listening to somebody who has tried a lot of the fad diets out there. Um, I am going to turn 50 years old next year, um, and I have... uh, been through the ringer of all the different food plans. I've tried Atkins, I've tried South Beach, I've tried I've tried them all. And yes, they do work. It's awesome and they work fast. But I've also gained back the weight every single time I have tried every single one of those diets. Um, my favorite, my favorite is the cabbage diet. Who's tried the cabbage diet where you like make this cab- cabbage, you throw cabbage and mushrooms and all these low calorie 
vegetables. It's actually really good. And, and you're like in love with it because you're losing weight and it's awesome. And then all of a sudden the day comes and you're like, I can't eat this anymore. And, and then your brain short circuits. And then the next thing you know, you're eating cheeseburgers because you have deprived yourself for so long. And, and now the last thing you want to do is eat cabbage soup again. And, and, and you're going to backtrack and you're going to eat everything in sight because you have deprived yourself for weeks or months. And, and you are probably really hungry. You're probably really thirsty. You probably are just missing everything that you haven't had. And now you're going to gain back all your weight. And if you're laughing um, and if you're around my age, you know exactly what I'm talking about because uh, pretty much everyone I know has tried the cabbage diet or the lemon juice, maple syrup, cayenne pepper, uh, Beyonce extravaganza. You know, that's another one. Great. It will work. Sure it will. But you're losing water weight, you're losing muscle, and you're not losing fat. And I've yet to meet anybody that can sustain that for the rest of their life. Uh, no one can go forever on a liquid diet. No one can go forever on a diet that is uh, unsustainable or packaged or frozen or you have to find something that is really, really going to work. Um, when you lose weight quickly, um, especially if you're dieting without exercise, you will not only just lose fat, you will lose muscle as well. And that will slow down your metabolism which will contribute to even more weight gain. Uh, slowing down that metabolism, again, you're going to have a slower metabolism, which is going to make you gain weight even faster. So what are your chances? Scientists have been working to understand why those who lose weight almost always regain it. Um, and, and this is exactly why. Um, the, the sobering statistic is that roughly 95% of people who lose weight will gain it back and will regain even more of it. And what happens uh, to people, sadly, is then the emotional element falls into it. And we start uh, experiencing self-pity. Uh, we start experiencing embarrassment. Certainly anybody that's lost a lot of weight is proud when they lose the weight. And certainly if they've lost a lot of weight, they've gotten new clothes and they've gotten noticed by friends and family and it feels great. They start participating in activities that are things that they weren't able to do before and then they gain the weight back and it's gone. And of course, it's it's embarrassing and it, it's shameful and and it shouldn't be because ninety five percent of people experience this, but it's still very hard. And what happens inevitably is people start self sabotaging, and in this self sabotaging um, moment, people will try to damage themselves even more. And, and what happens is they'll, they'll say things like, oh, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead. Uh, it's Friday and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to order pizza and then I'm going to have ice cream and I'm going to enjoy myself one last weekend because on Monday I'm going to start fresh. And on Monday I'm going to hit it hard. And on Monday I'm going to go back to that diet that worked that last time and I'm going to do this all again. Right? Right. The problem is... They go on the diet on Monday, and they either do it 
in an unrealistic way, or they've they've sabotaged themselves to the point of of no return on the weekend, and they're tired, and they're not feeling that energy, and they don't want to get up, and they don't want to work out. And they've really dug a, a really deep, 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 deep hole for themselves. So, so in that sense, it's this revolving cycle, and, and it's really—it's almost like a trap. It's really difficult to get to get out of it. So, in in summary, those are some common reasons: restrictive diets, wrong mindset, and lack of sustainable habits that will create this vicious, vicious cycle. So, what can you do? What can you do? Well, first thing is you should get started right away. If you're losing weight or if you've lost weight and you notice that you're gaining or you notice your habits are going back to your old habits and you are slipping, you need to take action right away. Take action right away and don't put it off. Um, I am very guilty of putting it off myself. And in fact, Three summers ago, I think, I put it off. I, I stopped weighing myself because I decided I didn't want to face the music and I didn't weigh myself because I was going to weigh myself on Monday and I was going to weigh myself the next Monday because I didn't have a very good week and then I was going to weigh myself the next Monday because I didn't have a very good week. And this went on all summer long until finally I'd gained 25 pounds. And this is a true story. And this just happened in 2016, and I, I finally got on the scale after none of my clothes fit. And after I had a near stroke and realized I had gained all this weight, I realized what I had done. Um, I wasn't facing the music. And instead of stopping myself when I noticed the little slip, I, I slid. I, I slipped, and I stayed down, and I stayed down for the whole summer. <laughs> so my advice is you slip, take action. Slip, get up. Get on your feet. Do something about it right away. Um, I tell my clients all the time. My clients have to weigh in and, and send me their weight every day. Um, and inevitably, you're going to have weight fluctuations. So when your weight goes up a couple pounds, I always tell them, trust the process. Get back on that, that weight uh, management plan that you're on and you will see that those one or two pounds are going to drop. But if you if you self-sabotage, of course you're going to gain more. Um, another thing you can do is realize that your body is is different. Every time you go to lose weight, it's going to respond differently. Um, sure, every diet is different and as you get older, um, your metabolism does change, but also your activity level does change. No matter what, you can't force yourself to come home from work and bounce off the walls like your kids do when they get home from school. Trust me, I have tried it. <laughs> it just doesn't work. You just can't have that amount of energy when you are in your 30s, 40s, and 50s or 60s as you do when you are uh, a child. It's just we are just not wired that way. Um, one other thing that you can do is exercise more. Um, I'm not talking about bouncing off the walls. I'm talking about any kind of movement. Uh, get up, go for a walk. Any kind of movement is better than no movement at all. And the really, really big one is aim for a sustainable goal. Start small. This doesn't have to be 
a sprint. Have it be a marathon. Take your time. There is no timeline for this. If it takes two years, it takes two years. My clients text me their weight every day. Every once in a while, I have somebody text me. They only lost an ounce or two ounces with a little sad face emoji. And I always respond, take it. Because you know what? If you were to take two cents and put two pennies in your piggy bank every single day from today on for years and years and years, you would eventually have a lot of money. And I know two pennies does not seem like a significant amount of money right now, but at the end of this year, it sure would add up. And, and certainly at the end of two years, it would be a lot more. And, and in 10 years, it would be a lot more. So if you have 50 pounds to lose and it seems like so much and you only lose an ounce, guess what? In two years, it's going to add up. And the best part of it is if you do it the right way and you do it in a way that you are enjoying your life and it's sustainable and you're building muscle, you're not losing muscle, you're incorporating exercise and you're incorporating movement, you're not doing something crazy like drinking lemon juice with cayenne pepper and maple syrup and cabbage soup, you are going to keep it off. And you will be one of those 5%, which is the most fabulous and amazing thing in the whole world. So no excuses. Absolutely get yourself, set yourself up for success. You can absolutely do it. 5% doesn't seem like a large number, but that is only because Americans don't know how to successfully keep the weight off. And I'm hoping to change that. So I hope everybody enjoyed today's show. I'm looking forward to next week. I'm going to talk about the myths and fallacies of the fitness world because there are so many of them. So I hope you tune in. Enjoy your day, guys. Talking here and now, it's not about what you've done, it's about what you do.